2: They finished 13-3, and a 13-win season for the third time in franchise history. I've been dreaming this my whole life.
0: They still have you. Yeah. It's time to put in the work. Yeah. Every man gonna dominate. Offense,
2: defense, special team. Let's go. What are we talking about? Greg Zerline yeah. sends the Rams to the Super Bowl.
4: Welcome to Rams Talk Radio. This is Derek Siapalm here with Josh Kolak on another wonderful day. We're a week away from the draft, and we have a lot going on. The schedule came out last night. We have a mock draft to get to. We have an interview here with a nice prospect. It's a good night for us. It's a really good night for us to talk some football and hopefully <laughs> get you excited for the draft, among other things. All right. So before we move on, Josh, how you doing, dude? I'm good. How are you, Derek? I'm doing well. I have a nice beer here to celebrate the Mother Report's release. That's all the politics you're going to get from us tonight, folks. None. Watch. (laughs) swig a beer and I'm done. No politics. None of that jazz. Okay. We do want to remind you, folks, that we are available anywhere podcasts can be found, including Spotify, SoundCloud, Spreaker. You can also find our podcast listed with Clutch Points. They feature an awesome app that puts loads of NBA and NFL information at your fingertips. Check them out at ClutchPoints.com or download the app also, this is big because we've got a contest underway. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a five-star review in iTunes. It really helps us out. Right now, we have another contest going where you, the one lucky winner will get a $75 gift ticket to NFLshop.com. Once we get to that massive two five-star review plateau, this is how it works. Go over to iTunes, leave a five-star review, send us an email at ramstalk1945 at gmail.com with a copy of your entry so we know who to reward. We'll also read your feedback on the show, which reminds me I have a couple to read this week. Oh, and by the way, don't forget other shows on the network, Rams Uncensored, Butting Heads, and soon Norm Hightower's new show, which will be breaking down film. He and I just sat down this week and talked about it. Actually, before I forget, let me get you that feedback because that was kind of neat. That was kind of neat. All right, so this is from Joe Siegel. And he wrote on his feedback for us, Rams Talk Radio is just what I need to get Rams football fix. Throughout the week, they have endless knowledge of the Rams organization and an even better take on other teams in the league. Good stuff. Oh, so you even have a take. I was going to say even better take. I read that wrong. Even have a take on other teams in the league. That's right. The Rams talk tour in the league is coming. We start doing those recordings on the 29th. That's coming real soon, dude. You be part of that or not? You be you part of that? I'll be part of that. Part um, of that? I'll be happy to. It's, you know, it's pretty neat, huh? I think it's yeah. neat. Because it's something to do and talk about. Okay, and Victor. Victor Odaka, he sent us a nice review as well. Here's what he had to say. He actually likes, he actually really likes Rams Uncensored. But he loves, says, love the pod. Always full of great, useful content. Don't waste your time with random stuff that has nothing to do with Rams or football. Great listener for Rams fans. Doesn't waste time. Wasn't. Oh, doesn't waste your time with random stuff that has nothing to do with the Rams or football. Well, we're going to do a little bit of nothing to do with the Rams when talk about the tour in the league, but a lot of those guys are opponents of the Rams this season. We already have the Ravens guy booked for next week, not this week, but next week. So I'm pretty excited about the tour, dude. The tour is a great time for us to meet with different, uh, different podcasters, and uh, it's totally a blast. So looking forward to that. Okay, all that jazz is out of the way. We're back to our mock draft. We left off with the Tennessee Titans just to give you a quick rundown of. How things were picked. The Arizona Cardinals at number one took Kyler Murray. Number two, the San Francisco 49ers took Nick Bosa. Number three, the New York Jets took Josh Allen, the defensive end. Oakland Raiders took Quinn Williams, defensive line. Devin White, the linebacker. The edge, actually. Edge linebacker. Went to Tampa Bay. New York Giants took Dwayne Haskins from Ohio State. The Jacksonville Jaguars took Noah Fant from Iowa. Detroit Lions took Montez Sweat, edge. Buffalo Bills took Ed Oliver, the defensive tackle from Houston. Denver Broncos got their quarterback, Drew Locke from Missouri. Jonah Williams, tackle goes Cincinnati Bengals. Jaywan Juan Taylor goes to the Green Bay Packers. The Miami Dolphins get Christian Wilkinson with all of us Rams fans. do just went, he get him. Atlanta Falcons get Cleveland Farrell. We go, aww. Okay, Washington Redskins get D.K. Metcalf, the wide receiver. Dalton Risner, one of our favorites, goes to the Carolina Panthers. The New York Giants, with their next pick, gets Nikhil Henry, wide receiver. And the Minnesota Minnesota Vikings take Cody Ford, offensive lineman. That takes us to the 19th pick. And this one, once I saw the opening there, it was an easy get. At 19, the Tennessee Titans take, man, that is a T, T, and T. (laughs) <laughs> just blew my tongue out of the da, 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 da. that was a tongue twister for sure. I, I I barely even touched the beer, man. <clears> sure, I yeah, that's like the beer. Yeah, year 12 oh deep my budget. gosh! I just I, just I don't know if it's just I'm excited. The podcast has been a few days or what, but I'm just ready to roll and I'm just getting twisted all in the process of it. The Tennessee Titans take tight end <laughs> T J. Hawkinson from Iowa. That's my pick. They need tight end help there. Probably the best tight end in the draft for receiving. He's the guy you want to get. I know Noah Fant went earlier, but he's more of a you know utility block guy with some receiving. T.J. Hawkinson will get all the receiving in for you. It's an easy pick if you are a Titans fan. You've already you know seen a couple guys leave. This guy is your young guy coming in to help out Marcus Mariota or any whoever wants to be the quarterback there. I am not really sold on Marcus Mariota anymore as as injured as he's been. So there you go, nineteenth pick. Tennessee Titans go with T.J. Hawkinson from Iowa. How do you feel about that?
3: Uh, yeah, I mean, good fit. Always, always good to get quarterbacks, big, big targets. Tight ends are, you know, often a safety blanket for quarterbacks. And I don't know, I wouldn't really call Marcus Mariotti a young quarterback at this point. But I mean, he's still, he's still a relatively young quarterback. Hasn't quite proven himself yet to be the prospect that he was drafted to be. Uh, Getting him a, a nice tight end with some good size, good receiving ability. He can block as well. Comes from Iowa, I think that that's a really good pick for them. All right, ready for your pick? Yep, I'm ready. So with the 20th pick in the draft, I've got the Pittsburgh Steelers selecting safety Jonathan Abram out of Mississippi State. Steelers really like to run a lot with uh, three safeties, and uh, I think Jonathan Abram is one of the best one of the best in the draft. A lot of people think he's more of a strong safety. I personally think he can cover a lot better than people give him credit for. I think he definitely fits the brand of football the Steelers like to play on defense. So, yeah, let me know what you think.
4: I like the pick. I like the pick. I would have thought maybe you go linebacker there or defensive end. But, honestly, they need safety help. I I would say it's a good pick, especially with the Browns loading up on offense in the passing game. That's a good pick to get. All right, so my turn. The Seattle Seahawks at twenty-one. I had several options outlined here, but one thing really just stood out to me. And he, see, the Seahawks, what they do is right now they run the ball, and they've managed to get away with a lack of receiver help for years. And I really strongly consider Marquise Brown from Oklahoma here, but honestly, that defense is built around the is now built except for one position, they just lost that guy. His name is Earl Thomas. And so with this pick, I'm taking Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, safety from Florida. It'll help fill a need. He's athletic. He'll provide some good youth and vitality up in that secondary. I just think that right now it's a fit to try and replace somebody you really can't replace, but do the best you can to fill a gap. That's who I'm going with. Thoughts?
3: I like Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. He's a prospect that I'm, I'm really, really sold on. I'm, I'm kind of surprised that you didn't mention this year Adderley. Uh, I think that as far as like player comp wise, I think he fits Earl Thomas uh, the best. But yeah, I definitely like Chauncey Gardner Johnson. I think he'd be a really great fit. Hope that he doesn't actually end up in Seattle because I don't want to face
4: him. Fair enough. Fair enough. Baltimore Ravens at 22. You ready?
3: Yep. So with the 22nd pick, I've got the Baltimore Ravens selecting wide receiver from Ole Miss, A.J. Brown. Uh, I think A.J. Brown is a bigger-bodied receiver. I think that he can work outside. I think he can work in the slot. I think that he fits the mold of receiver that the Ravens like. I thought about Marquise Brown here, but they haven't really used a whole lot of speedy, smaller receivers. They tend to draft bigger-bodied receivers. So that's why I went with A.J. Brown.
4: I would have thought they went with Marquise Brown, honestly. His deep threat that Lamar Jackson needs – so I'm really surprised. I also get Marquise Brown's coming off an injury, so your pick's a good pick. That's definitely a need the Ravens have. So let's see if it works out for him. All right, the tw- at 23, the Houston Texans have some serious needs on the offensive line. I've been mean, going back and forth on this one as well. I had in my mind Garrett Bradbury, interior lineman from NC State, Andre Dillard from uh, from Washington State, the offensive tackle. Honestly. Though, if you're trying to protect your quarterback, you go Andre Dillard here. Make sure you get yourself a tackle who will be out there immediately starting. a guy who will block for Deshaun Watkins for the next 10 years. So my pick is Andre Dillard, offensive tackle, Washington State. And here's hoping that Watkins can stay healthy this year.
3: Yeah, I definitely like Dillard. Uh, I think that he's a really good pass blocker. And I think that's going to really help a guy like Deshaun Watson. Offensive line, you can't really go wrong. It's not a sexy pick, but man, like... If you want to help out a young quarterback, find him targets or find him protection. So, and he's already got some some weapons there. So, I think that going offensive line is a good good strategy. And I think Andre Dillard's a really good pick.
4: Well, they're saving his career. Exactly. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Don't turn him into David Carr. David Carr syndrome took place where?
0: Oh, oh,
4: Houston. That's right. Yeah. Save this guy's career. Watkins is <laughs> a serious talent. You want to save his career? So go get him the, the left tackle he needs. Oakland Raiders, here we go. You're up.
3: All right, so with the 24th pick in the draft, the Raiders got this pick from the Chicago Bears in the Cleo Mack trade. And I've got the Raiders. I've I've got a couple different guys here that could really fit. A lot of good talent still on the board that would be excellent picks for them. They've already covered their front seven right now. They got Antonio Brown in free agency, so they've kind of got some weapons there for Derek Carr. I think with the 24th pick, the Raiders go cornerback from LSU, Greedy Williams. think that he's he's a really talented corner, can do a lot of things really well. Um, I, I I think that as a prospect, he's a guy who some people are high on, some people aren't as high on. Ultimately, I think that they feel like he's a really good fit for their defense and uh, covers the back end really well.
4: Solid pick. Can't complain when it comes to cornerbacks in this league anymore, especially when you're in the same division as Kansas City. It's a good pick. Philip Rivers is in your division. Quarterback help definitely needed. So, just to recap, folks, at number nineteen, the Titans take tight end T.J. Hawkinson from Iowa. The Pittsburgh Steelers at twenty take Jonathan Abram. Twenty-one, the Seattle Seahawks take Chauncey Gardner Johnson, safety from Florida. Twenty-two, I'll let you say this name again because I forgot to write it down. I'm I'm horrible. I know. Go <laughs> wide receiver, Ole Miss, AJ Brown. AJ Brown. Twenty-three, Houston Texans take Andre Diller from Washington State, and at twenty-four. Greedy Williams, cornerback, LSU. There we go. We now will finish off the the mock draft with our Easter edition of the podcast. Okay, folks, before we move on, we do want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Jim Hawk, most of us are practically addicted to anything Los Angeles Rams. Well, if you want to learn more about the Rams' history with a bit of personal touch, check out Jim Hawks' Hollywood team, Grit, Glamour, and the 1950s Los Angeles Rams. The book tells the story of the 1950s Rams through the lens of Jim's dad, John, who was an offensive lineman for the team from 1953 to 1957. Check out his son's story of his father and team he played for an era of glitz, glamour, and future Hall of Famers. Read up players like Norman Van Brocklin, Elway, Crazy Lakes Hurst, Tom Fears, and Les Richter, in this story, spend the nineteen fifties Los Angeles Rams. You can find Hawk's book online at hawkestine and on Twitter at Team. It's available both in hardback, electronic form at Amazon and Barnes Noble. and Noble. You can find Team also through various other booksellers on the internet. By the way, if you like the paperback, it's out September sixth. Look for that. And all proceeds go to Homeboy Industries, a charity that works to get people out of gangs and back to being. Worthy, wonderful members of society. It's a great charity. Go out there and support both Jim Hawkes' book and Homeboy Industries. All right. So we have our interview here with Ronheen Bingham from Arkansas State. He was a very interesting guy at defensive end, has a unique path to the NFL. We want to give you a chance just to hear a little bit about him. He's probably going to be a late pick. If not an undrafted free agent, we'll see where teams see him. But definitely interesting interview. Here we go. Here's an interview with Raheem bingham
1: Okay, I am here with Ronheen Bigham-Edge from Arkansas State. Ronheen, how you doing?
5: Ah oh, man, I'm doing great. Uh, just been rehabbing, been you know trying to get my knee in order, and just been trying to just work on the process and continue to go. How you doing?
1: I, I, it's a wonderful night for an interview, man. I'm glad to talk to you, and I'm hearing some good things about you. Our guy Josh is really, really high on you, so you know I can't wait to get into your brain a little bit and talk some football.
5: Oh, man, I'm excited to be on, be on the way with y'all, man. I'm glad y'all. Thank y'all so much for having me.
1: Well, you just mentioned your knee. I, I was saving that question for later in the interview, but since you already mentioned let's go ahead and get, get out of the way. You suffered a knee injury in December. So how's the recovery going, and do you believe at all this could hurt your draft stock or anything like that?
5: Uh, honestly, like, uh, when it happened, uh, you know, I was kind of, you know, a lot of things were going through my mind, but I just understood, like, you know, it happens. It's not like how it used to be, you know, a couple years ago where they didn't know what to do. When you tear something like this or when you hurt your knee, they don't know how how, how long it's going to be until you get back. So I've been rehabbing and just, you know, working on the process. It's been going great. It just takes, you know, it it just, it has its days, but you just got to push through it, and that's what I've been trying to
1: do. Okay, so, Phil, what exactly is the injury on your knee? Uh, My MCL. Okay, the MCL, and, and the doctor telling you in terms of the recovery time, how long is it going to be until you're 100% and go? Uh,
5: every All, all of them are saying June. So they're just trying to just make sure, you know, when the time comes that I'm 100% and I can move and be able to. That's the, the time frame. So we're just trying to just make sure we stay on track with that.
1: Hmm, June. You know, that happens to be before July. Before, you should be fine for training camp. I think, I think we're good to go, right?
5: Oh, man. I hey, man, the team give me the opportunity, man. We're just going to just, you know, trust and just when the time comes, you know, we don't like to, put everything here. We're just going to keep working and When the time comes, man, we're going to do everything and probably be ready.
1: Well, uh, you know, that, that's all you can do. So help us get to know you a little bit. You know, how did you get started in the game of football, and what did you realize that you had the potential to play in the NFL one day?
5: It's always been, like, uh, one of those things that it was just an outlet uh, to get away from all the things that were happening in my neighborhood where I was from. So when I would do it, I'd just go out there and just be so passionate about the game and one day uh just a lot of coaches started to notice that that passion that i had for the game at a young age but uh i feel like when i truly got my opportunity was my 10th grade year when everybody really started taking serious and just backing behind me and i
1: just really fell in love with it even more and you eventually went on to community college tell mm-hmm. us the story there how did that happen where you went to community college and you know what did you learn at you know hutchinson at hutchinson man uh when
5: I when I first went there, man, going to Kansas, leaving from South Carolina, it was a it was a crazy road trip, man. I rode, I got off the plane in Kansas City, and I had to take like a. Uh, I missed in, I didn't know uh, Kansas City and Wichita was like so far away from each other, so I it was like two hours. So I had to get on like a bus and ride all the way back to Hutchinson. And but it was a when I got off that bus, man, it was like a group of us, and We had a great time. It was just we just rapping with each other because we was from different backgrounds. I played with guys like Alvin Kamora, Kyle Wolfie. Uh, you know, different types of guys like that. Cordell Patterson being one that came out there and visit, you know, just to talk to us, and he's from South Carolina as well. And it just went when it was just fun. We 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 just got out there every day, and uh, you know, I was blessed to get an opportunity to get offered by Arkansas State and Colorado and all those schools, and they 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 bought interest in me. Uh, and I just decided to go to Arkansas State because Coach Early man he. He teaches, you know, great technique and is D line you and it's 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 built off family. So I just wanted to come there and just continue to do what I love to do. And I'm thankful ever since they gave me the chance.
1: Just to back up for a minute, you went the unusual route, you know, for most guys going to the NFL these days. You went through 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 JUCO to another smaller school. How did it wind up happening that you wound up at community college? Uh what had happened was uh come in when I was my high school
5: or whatever, man, it just was based, like, we didn't know, we did, our education wasn't as well, and I didn't really, you know, value going and doing a lot of things, so I ended up, my GPA wasn't higher enough, so I had to end up taking the, the junior college route.
1: And then you, over time, what did you learn in JUCO that really helped me? Because I'm, I'm doing a study on you, and I'm seeing that you're a guy who's become, over the years, more and more of a thinking dude. So you go from struggling in school to now a guy who's who's reading Malcolm X and so on and so forth. What changed in your life?
5: Uh I just kind of just when I started just realizing, you know, that what I, what I, my what I started to realize is the things that I was doing, it wasn't it wasn't my purpose. It wasn't like it wasn't meant for me to be going in that route. So like a lot of people just, I just started to see my surroundings and, and figured out that I needed to change it and make a way for my, you know, paint a picture of where I'm from and a different perspective so people can see it. And just by me doing that, I wanted to change my way of thinking, reading, just trying to learn about different people like Malcolm X and all those type of people. And it just made me just want to increase my, and, then, and just
1: fix my ways and just change for the better. So you mentioned how you got to Arkansas State. What? In that last year there, especially, what took place on the field to help develop you and get you ready to be an NFL player? We
5: just like every day, man. I, I always wanted, I always knew what my goal, end goal, and uh, what I wanted out of football and what I always wanted to do. So I just worked my butt off and you know doing things that you know I feel like a lot of people wouldn't do, or uh, doing the extra work when people will be doing something else. Even when you know, you know, when I came to Arkansas State, I didn't go home. For spring break, I just stayed and grind and grind cuz I knew what I wanted me and a, a group of other fellas too, they stayed as well. And I just wanted to get better and work on my technique. So I just felt like that's that's kind of like what the what the separation was, just putting in more work and you know just trying to just better myself as a player.
1: Now, Arkansas State, you know, it's not an SEC school. So I don't know it's not a a major Big 10 school like an Ohio State. So but there are advantages to playing in a smaller school there are so what did you take the most from your time there that will you'll carry with you the rest of your life
5: i feel like the biggest thing for me man is just like understanding that you know big schools have you know bigger platforms and bigger places you know for their efforts to get their name out and I, and i what i got when i learned from it is just you know just putting yourself out there and just putting in the work and just Understanding that you might don't get that you know that spotlight like an SEC player would get just because of the school, and you just got to keep working and just trusting your process is understand that you know your efforts will be rewarded when you you know get to a certain point. So that would be my biggest thing: just trusting the process.
1: So the process now is taking you to the NFL draft, and you know through Tony's these hardships over time, now you have the big one: the knee. What NFL teams have you met with already and what kind of feedback have you gotten from them? Uh, I've
5: been talking to uh, the New England Patriots. I talked to them at Pro Day. I talked to the Atlanta Falcons. I also had a uh, talk with the Oakland Raiders and also the Tennessee Titans called me as well. Uh, I just did a uh, a survey or something like that for the Detroit Lions, basically like a personality test or something like that, and I had to, you know, talk to them. And basically, like, everybody just saying the same thing. They just want to make sure my knee is just, you know, recovering and just making sure, like, it's good and, you know, they can rely and just trying to see what type of person I am. So I'm just, you know, trusting my process and just keep going, you know, no matter what the outcome is.
1: We're going to keep working with all this. So we are a Rams podcast, so I have to ask, have you heard anything from the Rams in interest at all?
5: Uh yeah, I had to talk to the Rams when they came to pro day as well. They made me uh get on you know check my weight and my height and stuff, just try to just see what the type of player, you know, see what my height and size was, and you know, just I walk and talk with them and stuff like that. They were saying the same thing. So
1: you, you, you mean I'm just as a Rams guy, we do need some edge rushers. I'm just saying we could use you know we need some edge rushers out there. So, we're, I'm particularly interested in you and what you. Can bring to a team. So, can you tell me what your strengths and weaknesses on the field are right now? Uh,
5: my strengths will be, man, my speed. My, you know, me being a you know six two uh, guy, getting I'm able to get up under a six five or above o lineman with my leverage and just work, you know, bending, you know, just because of the leverage I have on the o lineman. Uh, I feel like I also can, you know, transition from speed to power as well. And I feel like with my uh, weakness, I just feel like anything that – I feel like I just need to work on all my game as a whole and just continue to get better as a whole. You know, I feel like if I'm working on just one thing, it limits me. And I just want to always, you know, elevate my game every time and every chance that I get. Like
1: I read that you happen to admire Vaughn Miller and, and Julius Peppers. And what film have you studied on the different pros in the league, you know, to, to learn to fine-tune that game that you talk about, to just improve the all-around? of who you are to the field? Uh,
5: when I watch guys, you know, like, you know, Von Miller, I just what I learned from him is, is you know, using your hands and getting up on the elbows and just try to just, you know, give the tip as much as possible. And from, like, guys like, you know, Khalil Matthews, just, you know, that hump moves, you know, getting up on them as well so you can, you know, execute it on a different type of level. And uh, with Julius Tepper, man, I, he, just, he just gets out there. He's was He's relentless. Like, and I, and I just, you know, try to just measure my game like how he was he always runs into the ball
1: no matter if he's nowhere near to play. So I, I'm going to go back around here. What are you hearing right now about where you might go in the draft? Uh, everybody right now just, you know, they
5: everybody's saying free agent, you know, and, you know, I script free agent and all that late round, late uh, round in the draft. But I just feel like if any team, you know, they just give me the opportunity and they just see what type of player or they just, you know, Want to really get to know me, or they take an opportunity to understand
1: they're getting a great player. Okay, so there's one more thing I want to get back to because when I asked you earlier, you got so into just talking about how you got started in the game that there's one piece of little information that we didn't get we didn't get to, and it kind of goes full circle. When did you realize that you had the potential to be in the NFL and make an impact in the game?
5: Mm, I feel like just the. The moment just just every every time it's like I felt like, you know, me just being grinding, working out, all the extra work, I just felt like me just doing that just kind of just was for that end goal to be that impact player when I get to the NFL and just preparing myself for that moment when that time comes.
1: So now that's all the business stuff now. Now here's the fun stuff. We do what we call the Final Five, all right? And it's just quick drill. We just want to get to know you as a person and what you enjoy and all that stuff. You ready? These are yeah, our final know. final five questions of the interview. Okay, what is your favorite TV show of all time? Uh The Boondocks. I'm sorry, what'd you say? The Boondocks. The Boondocks, alright. Alright, here we go. Favorite food? Uh Fried Chicken. Fried chicken. Your favorite movie? Uh my favorite movie would be All About the Benjamins. All About the Benjamins, okay. Here we go. What is your favorite inspirational quote? Uh, My favorite inspirational quote would be,
5: mm, I would have to say, it's a marathon.
1: All right, and here's the big one. This is where I catch people a lot. If you could play for one coach in NFL history, any one of them, all right, who would it be and why? I feel like uh, I would have to say Mike Tomlin. That's surprising given some of the drama we've had the Steelers this year. Why Mike Tomlin? What what attracts you to him?
5: Uh, he just, I just like, you know, in the past years before, despite all the stuff that's going on right now, uh, just seeing like, you know, the type of passion that he has and how he, you know, coaches those, uh, you know, those players up, man, i just be seeing it like when i be watching like different types of stuff. And yeah, and I like, you know, I feel like other, you know, I feel like he's a great coach definitely. he needs to be one of them.
1: Okay. Can you tell people where they can go and follow you? You you know, you're you neat guy. It's really interesting watching your story. Where can people follow you and and keep track of the process for you? Uh, they can follow me on Twitter at uh, Smiley
5: Bliss s m i l e u b l e s s. You you can follow me on, uh Instagram too at
1: uh, million dollar underscore mindset on Instagram. Okay, so as we get ready you know, to say goodbye, I do just want to ask you one thing in terms of is there anything you want people to specifically remember you by as you head into the draft? Uh,
5: just remember, man, uh, this story, I won't let nobody write my story, i my own, so it's going to be a journey, and I'll, I'll see y'all at the when I get there.
1: All right, awesome. Hey, thanks so much for taking the time. Uh, I'm looking forward to watching your journey in the NFL. And quite frankly, I hope the Rams give you a good look, man. All right,
5: you too. Appreciate it.
4: Thanks, All right, you take care now. All right. So again, really neat guy. What was your impression of him?
3: Uh, yeah, Raheem Bingham's a uh, uh, an interesting prospect. Was a really efficient pass rusher at Arkansas State. Uh, it was actually really interesting because we had uh, originally interviewed Malik Reed on our show, and uh, talking with his agent and everything, his agent ended up reaching out to me asking if we could get Ron Heen on the show and and bring him on, get him a little bit more exposure. So I was I was really happy we were able to do that and, and work that through. But Ron Heen's a a really interesting guy, really good pass rusher. Uh, suffered an injury unfortunately in 2018, and uh, that kind of put a hinder on his pre-draft you know workouts and everything. So hopefully hopefully he can get healthy and and show the league, you know, what he's about was a was a really interesting guy when I watched him on tape. So was able to kind of play with his hand down a little bit, play standing up, do a lot of good things. So
4: one of the things I noticed about him in the interviews, especially he's very straight to the point. He knows what he wants, he knows how to get there. He's very direct in how he wants to handle business. He's a thinking person. He's really kind of moved on philosophy, so he'll be an interesting guy to watch once it gets to the league. And well, we'll see how it goes. Okay, so before we get to the last part of today's show, we do want to invite you if you are interested in sponsoring any one of our shows. And the time is now while rates are a little bit lower. We're getting into the off season. You don't want those regular season rates. We, once we lock you, we lock you in. So. If you want to sponsor Rams Talk Radio or any of our shows, give us an email at RamsTalk1945 at gmail.com or send us a voicemail at 657 666 5453 I'm sorry we have a satanic number. Sorry. It wasn't our choice. But we have a voicemail there. We have a me and kit ready to get out to you, and hopefully we can make a good partner for you. We would love to have we love to work with you and, you know, help get more exposure both ways. Alright. So The 2019 schedule is out. Now, the first thing I want to mention about this thing is there were several hoaxes out there. And I got to admit, I fell for one. It was really well played. I was really excited too because we had the Cowboys playing the Rams on Thanksgiving Day. And I cannot tell you how long I've been waiting for a Rams game on Thanksgiving Day. I'm serious. You're looking at me real weird right now. I know, short week. But I'm the history buff here. And it would have thrilled me to see this team play. And they took that from me. They took it from <laughs> me. <laughs>
3: hey, oh I, would have loved thanks- I would have loved a Thanksgiving game, too. My my day job, I work weekends. So, you know, being able to be there on a Thursday and watch them on Thanksgiving while I'm eating good food and, you know, hanging out with family. That would have been a choice, a really choice
4: day for me. So. Oh, I was thinking about finding a way down there. We could have school – I think on that Tuesday, we'll have Wednesday off. I'm thinking, well, I can go, can I? Maybe I can do that. Maybe I can do that. And then you're like, the dude you're already thinking on Twitter of and said, yeah, he's like, yeah, I got y'all. And I'm like, oh, man. Every, and, every husband in
3: America had already asked his wife. They're like, babe, I, I got to be there.
4: Yeah, I know, right? But the schedule overall was interesting. The real one, the real one. Um, I'm a, I am have to admit I'm a little perturbed. At week one and I'll tell you why in a second but let's go through it real quick and then we'll start breaking it down F- this year's schedule week one Sunday September 8th at the Carolina Panthers at 10 a.m. Pacific time week two Sunday September 15th this is the one Saints fans are looking for the New Orleans Saints coming to town at 125 Pacific time that's a national broadcast on Fox week three this is the one I'll be at I'll be at a couple this year Sunday, September 22nd, Cleveland Browns, 5.20 Pacific Time on NBC, Sunday Night Football. Week 4, September 29th versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at one o five Pacific Time. Week 5, Thursday game. This will probably be a color rush game, I'm sure. Thursday, October 3rd at Seattle Seahawks, 5.20 Pacific Time, Fox, NFL Network, Amazon for that one. Week 6, Sunday, October 13th. The 49ers come to town at 105 Pacific time on Fox. That will be the first time in a couple of years. The 49er game comes in when the Rams have not clinched a playoff earth yet.
3: Over, over under on Jimmy G being available that game.
4: uh, You know what? I'm going to (laughs) go. I'll go even odds there, man. I'll go even. (laughs) Okay. Week seven, Sunday, October 20th at Atlanta at 10 a.m. Pacific time. Norm will be at that one. Week eight, Sunday, October twenty seventh, versus the Cincinnati Bengals in London, at the at Tottenham Hotspurs' new stadium at ten a.m. Pacific time. Uh, anybody want to go that one? anybody? That's a no for me, dog. Maybe I can win a trip out there for that. I have to win that trip. Week nine is the bye. Week ten, Sunday, November tenth, at the Pittsburgh Steelers at one twenty five Pacific time. I'll be there. Week eleven, Sunday, November seventeenth, versus Chicago Bears at home. p.m. Pacific Time on NBC Sunday Night Football. Week 12, Monday, November 25th versus the Baltimore Ravens on ESPN for Monday Night Football, 5.15 Pacific Time. Week 13, Sunday, December 1st at the Arizona Cardinals at 1.05 Pacific Time on Fox. Week 14, Sunday, December 8th versus the Seattle Seahawks again on Sunday Night Football. Three straight home games on primetime football, folks. This one will be at 5.20 Pacific Time. Week 15, this one, I don't understand how this one is not on Monday night or Sunday night. I'm I'm surprised why they would put the Rams and Seahawks twice in prime time. But here you go. This not to the Cowboys, is, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sunday, December 15th at the Dallas Cowboys at 125 Pacific time. That will be a national televised game. Week week 16, this one is up in the year. It's Saturday or Sunday, December 21st, 22nd at San Francisco 49ers. Time to be determined as is the network. So something's going on there. I, that might want to be on at night. Week 17, Sunday, December 29th versus the Arizona Cardinals at 125 Pacific Time on Fox. So there you go. There is a schedule. It is a... It's an interesting one. Very interesting For one. Sure. And, well, let's get going here. Week 1. I am annoyed at this, Josh. Do you the tell. The defending NFC champion is relegated to a regular game on Sunday, September 8th. No Monday night game, no Sunday night game, no Thursday night game. Instead, they, I get it to a degree. The Thursday night game, they are switching out from the Super Bowl winner, the Patriots. They're going to put the Patriots and Steelers on Sunday night. They are going to put the Bears and Packers on Thursday night. That's all in celebration of the 100th anniversary. But there's two Monday night games there. That kind of bothers me a little bit that the Rams, the defending NFC champion, would not be in primetime there. I I know it's a little picky because you have five primetime appearances, but I really wish that there would be more recognition in place there for the defending NFC champions.
3: Yeah, I I hear that. I hear that. It's definitely disappointing that we we don't get a primetime game that week one, you know, coming off of the Super Bowl berth. After after being not the greatest team for quite some time, and then you know we make the playoffs, and then we make it to the Super Bowl. Let us let us show out week one, man. Let us show
4: out week two, Sunday. Since our fifteenth against the Saints, that's the big one, like everybody's waiting for now. Saints fans are looking at this as a revenge game. Rams fans are looking at this as a middle finger game. F all of you dudes, okay? Put them, put them boys on a waffle house frying pan. I mean, oh my gosh. I mean, I never I have never seen one fan base turn on another so quickly. There used to be a lot of respect for the Saints fan base. Respect. Respect for the Saints fan base. And that all went away with the NFC Championship game where man, this the whining still continues but still to this day my gosh it's april folks it's april and a lot of you know a lot of the announcers and podcasters have moved on but man the fans just gotta let it go just gotta let go Uh, week three at the cleveland browns now i live in northeast ohio thanks to job okay i will be there dressed in ram's garb surrounded by my entire family who will be all in brown's garb (laughs) yay behind enemy lines behind enemy lines so we're going to better. Through. We better win. We better win. Yeah, well, you know, this was, this one's special to me. The very first game I ever saw for the Rams was a Rams Browns game on Monday Night Football. That's where I fell in love with the Rams for good. And it was just when uh, my dad, who had just come into my life, you know, he, was, he adopted me a couple of years later. And um, that was the first part of a game we ever watched together. He had to go to work that night so he didn't to watch the whole thing. But just for a few minutes. We watched the Browns and Rams go. So, this is why we're taking him. He's been a little ill over the years now. And um, we're going to take him to this game in September. And just a little special, just between him and I. And we're going to take the whole family, hopefully. That's uh, awesome. Depends on who goes. So, that's a big deal to me personally to uh, be able to go. And that night, I won't podcast. I'll just spend it with my family and we'll podcast the post game or have somebody else do the post game that night because that, that was just from my dad. Okay. Sunday, September 29th. Can't a Buccaneers. Eh. Eh. eh, eh, Should okay. should be a winnable game. Should be a winnable game, and that that's a tough schedule to start the year. So that that will be a must win, in my view, just to kind of get a win in the column because we come up next to week five, which is the the Seahawks. All right. Speaking of those Seahawks, Thursday, October third, at Seattle, five twenty p.m. on Fox NFL Network, Amazon. I'm guessing it'll be a Color Rush game. That's our that's that's our one Thursday game of the year. How do you feel about going to to Seattle so early in the year? Uh,
3: <laughs> Seattle's a tough team, man. I, like I don't I don't care who you are. Like they're just a tough team. Uh, going to their house Thursday night football early in the season. We're going to have already played the saints and the Browns as well. And I know the Browns haven't been great in the past, but they look to be talented on paper. And so I think they have a shot to, to be a a good team this year, Uh, man, coming off saints Browns. I know then we have the Bucks to kind of break it up a little bit, but then going to Seattle, that's going to be a tough battle. And if, if we can come out of that one with a W, I mean, we're probably in pretty good shape.
4: And the following week, Sunday, October 13th, so 10 days later, 49ers, 105 p.m., rivalry game. It'll be nice then to get 10 days between the rivalry game. And, yes, the 49ers are still a rivalry game to me. They always have been.
3: Oh, yeah, they are, they are to me too. And, you know, they get clowned on a little bit, and for good reason. But they, they made some moves in free agency. If they do well in the draft... If Jimmy Garoppolo comes back healthy and on his A game, they have a shot to be a dangerous team. Now, are they a team that I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is terrible? No, but they're a threat still.
4: Well, here's the thing, too, is they are basically building to beat the Rams. That entire front seven now is being engineered to go after the Rams. So, That's going to become a very interesting game. And hopefully by then, the Rams will learn how to cover a tight end. Uh, I just wanted to put that out there. Kittle. Kittle killed us last time out. Okay, week 7. Sunday, October 20th at the Atlanta Falcons. That is a 10 a.m. Pacific time start on Fox. I am personally looking for some revenge, man. Losing that playoff game to the Falcons the year before. The Falcons go to the Coliseum. Beat the living crap out of the Rams. I would like to see the Rams return the favor on their home field. It would be nice. How do you feel about that game?
3: Uh, yeah, it'd definitely be nice to beat the Falcons, get revenge for that game that ended our 11-5 and five season uh, before last season. Uh, shout out, though, to uh, the Falcons social media team. I, I can't be mad at them. The Game um, of oh, Thrones thing? Yeah, the Game of, the, thing? Yeah, yeah, the game yeah, of yeah, Thrones was thing. That was, that was the best thing of my day. I made my day. But, yeah, the Falcons game, I'm, I'm excited about that. I, I really like the Falcons. I think they've got some good matchups. So I think that's going to be a really exciting game.
4: Oh, and the, Fal- the, the Panthers had one, too, with the video game one. Did you see that one? No, I didn't see the Panthers oh, one. Oh, you to go you see the, the Panthers one. They had a video game introduction for every single game they had, all from oh. different different games. It was pretty cool. So they, you know, I just why couldn't Rams do something cool like that? Jeez. I just...
3: I just don't think that you can beat the Game of Thrones like the Ram comes in and knocks <laughs>
4: yeah. I know. I, hey, I'm with you on that one. I'm with you on that one. I'm just saying the Panthers did a good job as well. All right. So week eight, Sunday, October 27th, versus the Bengals in London. The last of the international series for now, unless the, the NFL makes the Rams go to China, which that rumor is still out there. 10 a.m. time on CBS. I don't. I'm not worried about this game. I think the I, the talent disparity there, no matter what the Bengals do in the draft, is is going to be huge. The Rams should handle the Bengals quite easily, but you never know between now and then what's going to happen.
3: Yes, the uh, the master is not going to let the tutor beat him in this one. Uh, Zach Zach Taylor's got it in for him.
4: So I, I just I gotta think that one's going to be interesting at the very least to watch. Week nine's a bye. Week ten, Sunday, November 10th, at the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's right my birthday. My brother and I are going to this game. He's a Steelers fan, I'm a Rams fan. I will be there to cause hate and discontent. So, yeah, yeah, I I'm, I gotta think that one's gonna be an interesting one as well. The roster for the Steelers is no nowhere near as laden with talent as it used to be. But the Steelers always draft well, so this would be very interesting to coming in there in November. Are you, are you are you gonna bring home some terrible toilet paper? And wipe with it? Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> you know, but I got—I have to say that that one is still one of those traditional matchups. Super Bowl fourteen, uh, the Rams and Steelers have had a couple interesting games over the years as well. I lost a bet as a as a elementary school kid on betting on a Rams Steelers Monday Night game, and that was that was a blowout game in nineteen ninety. Horrible, horrible. 91. I, will, 91. I I was I
3: was born in 91, so.
4: Yeah, I, I, I just remember it was brutal. Was it 90 or 91? I think it was 90, actually. It was brutal. Okay, week 11, November 17th, Sunday. The Bears come to town for Sunday Night Football. I'm glad the Bears are coming to us this time. I can I can readily say that. I'm very glad I actually get a chance in some warmer weather. The Bears, though, have the right mix to beat the Rams. This one's going to be a tough one will the Rams' offense adjust to the things the Bears did, the, the Lions did, the Patriots did to really slow down this Rams' offense? We're going to find out in this game. What do you think?
3: Yeah, that that defense is definitely going to be a force to be reckoned with. Definitely, I mean, out of all the teams we played last year, the Bears kind of were the best defensively at, at just shutting us down. Um, ah, man, well, until it was Patriots just, came around. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, until the Super Bowl, but I really think that they kind of took the Steelers' mold. You know, like the Steelers were the first team that really like figured us out and caused us to not be able to do anything. In my Steelers. opinion, or er, sorry, the Bears. What am I see, you know what I mean, though. The Bears. Uh,
4: well, I just look at the what the Patriots did though. is the Bears still gave up a bunch of yardage, but the Patriots did though was employed the perfect, just the perfect plan, and they executed everything. Absolutely everything. So I I can't tell you. I can't really tell you how I feel about that game in terms of what the Bears will do. All I know is this. You know, football is a chess game. And sometimes it's played over a long time. And this is something Mike was talking about too a couple of weeks ago. Is eventually you have to move your chess pieces and adjust to what the opponent's doing. If you know opponents are attacking you one way, then you've got to find a way to counteract that. So... I'm going to be really interested in the chess game that takes place between now and then and how Sean McVay is going to come back against teams that use that formula against the Rams. We thought entering the Super Bowl, that problem had solved. And then we find out, no, no. The Rams have put some Band-Aids over it, and they were shell-shocked when things didn't go their way. So hopefully, come this time next year, we're talking about a team that rose and adjusted to all those things instead of being beaten by it again. That's what I'm hoping for.
3: I definitely think that's a, that's a good possibility. I, I think that I'm hoping that Sean McVay is going to adjust and and you know do more with that offense against that Bears defense.
4: So I think I think they will. The question: is, It's still going to be a great defense, so it's not going to be a high scoring game or anything. It's going to be a pretty good game, hopefully. So week twelve, Monday, November twenty fifth, versus the Baltimore Ravens, the Weddle Bowl. Dun-dun-dun. The Weddle Bowl, five <laughs> fifteen Pacific time on ESPN. This one's being called a trap game. I don't really see the trap game. I think the Rams are the more talented team here. If they're ready and ready, if they're ready to go, they're gonna be fine. Is it
3: is it really a trap game? If a team made the playoffs or was close to making the playoffs, like is that
4: a trap game? Yeah, I don't know if you. To me, the Ravens talent wise aren't aren't with the Rams right now. They have solid coaching. Yeah, yeah, for sure, tradition. I agree. I just look at that roster and go. The way the Rams are maneuvering right now, I think they're building more for. The next couple of years and not now. That's why I think it's the Browns year to really step in. Yeah, me too. Me too. I, I think that
3: everybody needs to show up at the Coliseum that game though. With they they need to sell like Weddle beards. You remember the year where they they had the Jeff Fisher mustaches that they were giving people? Don't they, they, they need to give out Weddle beards.
4: Weddle beards. Good lord. Okay. <laughs> Week 13, Sunday, Sunday, December 1st. I can't believe it's all the way to December 1st before we finally see the Cardinals. They'll be at Arizona. Arizona is quietly building a strong defense out there. Like They always seem to have one, but that defense is going to be solid. If the Cardinals can finally put an offense back together, they're going to be dangerous again real quick. The question is what will the Cardinals do in the draft? That's how we'll know how good they're going to be. I, I still like the Rams to win here, though. Early predictions, anyways.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I don't really have much more to add. I think that the Cardinals should be swept this year, honestly.
4: This year. this year, Sunday, December 8th, week 14 at home against the Seattle Seahawks on Sunday Night Football at 5.20pm. I look at this game and go, Seattle always gives the Rams problems. It depends on health. It depends on, well, health. I'm going to go, Seattle knows how to play the Rams. The Rams know how to play the Seahawks. It's going to come down to the health of the roster and where people are at that time. That's usually where it falls at this point in the season, especially divisional games. I'm going to go, because it's a home game at night, I'm going to go Rams, but it's really a toss-up. Yeah, I definitely think, you know, if if
3: for some reason the 49ers this year step up and kind of become that second second player in the NFC West, then you're kind of looking at maybe Seattle hasn't had the best year and maybe, maybe they're fighting for a playoff berth or maybe they're eliminated from playoffs already. You never really know. I think that's going to be a big determinant in how tough that game is. Regardless of where we're at though, like the Seahawks are always going to play the Rams tough. It's it's kind of become a rivalry game kind of like the 49ers at this point I think, you know. It's it's a it's a team where everybody's geared up, everybody's amped up and ready to ready to knock people's heads off. So
4: I, mean, I would love to see the Rams just demolish the Seahawks. I mean, that's like my happy place. But See, Adam Sandler reference. Adam Sandler reference. <laughs> you guys will hear an interview real soon, you'll you'll get what the inside joke here. But we'll, you know, 42 to 7. That's all I'm going to say. I want to see that again. It's always fun seeing Pete Carroll get mad. Week 15, Sunday, December 15th at the Dallas Cowboys, 125 Pacific time. Hey man, I want this game bad. I want I mean yeah. this is a fun schedule this year at Dallas. I wish it was on prime time. You never know by then. It might be in prime time. It could get flexed. It could always get flexed. We might see a couple flexes and there. Nothing's guaranteed. So I'm looking at this game going rematch. Dallas is going to be better. They're going to be healthy. They're going to be better. Will the Rams be in the same place? We'll see. That one's at 125 on Fox. Week 16, that's the, the flip around game. We have no idea what day it's going to be, Saturday or Sunday, what time or anything, at the 49ers. The question is, will the 49ers still be in it? Will maybe, maybe, maybe not. Hopefully, I'm not looking back six months from now going, will the Rams still be in it? Hopefully, everybody's healthy and <laughs> they're all right.
3: No, we're, we're going to be all right, I think. I, I, I have confidence.
4: So, week 17, week 17, Sunday, September 29th versus the Arizona Cardinals. You know, it really depends on where the Rams are. I honestly believe this division is going to be a three-way challenge this year. I think the 49ers going to be a lot better. They're made to beat the Rams. The Seahawks are going to be fine. So, we could actually have a meaningful Week Seventeen game this year, and that could be good because I think at home the Rams will beat the Cardinals. If it was, I, I was, I was,
3: I was just going to say if it comes down to that, the Cardinals at Week Seventeen with a still rookie quarterback, probably, maybe, maybe, maybe Josh Rosen's there, maybe it's Kyler Murray. We don't know. Well, we, uh, according, that, according that, according to our mock, it's it's Kyler Murray. So.
4: Well, the word is out that Rose is doing well under Kingsbury right now, but I have no faith in Kingsbury as a as a pro coach. None. I I don't
3: I, I, don't no I don't I don't either. Even I don't either. I don't know why he got an NFL tech. job. Yeah, I, I I just don't see it. I I How? if you can't if you can't handle a college program and then no other college programs were really going after you, and then all of a sudden you've just got an NFL head coaching job and it's kind of like uh, okay, all right, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah sure.
4: I'm gonna call it, man. He's a, he's gonna be a one or two and done.
3: Yep, I, I agree. I think that he's he's really just a one of those coaches that it was like the next Sean McVay. Let's let's get that. And it's like it takes more than just having a creative offense sometimes
4: in college, college to be Sean from his McVay. I'm I'm a Josh. I, not know, I know. I
3: I'm I'm not arguing with you. I'm I'm agreeing with you right now. Like. I don't see how people see this guy as as ready for this.
4: I, it's it's baffling to me. What did he do during his interview? Did he have one of those peace pipes he passed around and had a little something something in, or what? He
3: must have had some compromising photos of somebody. Like he was like, <laughs> "Hire me or else," and they well, were well, like, let's
4: "Not go there." All right, here well, I kind of went there.
3: Here's the job.
4: Yeah. So yeah, folks- you're talking about. Pips. Hey, it could just be a piece pipe. It could be totally legal. Yeah, okay. Okay. So, okay. Hey, also, I missed it earlier. We are starting a podcast for both the Lakers and the Angels. Two-star podcasts. If you like what we do here, you could check them out. We're getting, getting them together. We're fine-tuning them before we start airing them just to make sure we do the right thing. So pay attention for that. If you like the job we do or somewhat like the job we do or – Okay, hopefully, you'll like the job we do. Go check them out. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at TalkRams and on Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash Rams Talk. Don't forget the Rams Talk Room group. You can find me on Twitter at Apollo. You can find Josh at RN underscore Kylo because he's, he's totally a Star Wars nerd. Don't forget to iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, all those places. You can find IEBRadio.com airing our shows on Wednesdays and Sundays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. For Josh. This is Derek C. Apollo. We'll see you this weekend. Happy Easter. Take it easy. Happy Easter.
2: mypatriotsupply.com